Good morning, everybody. Today's daf is Kiddushin Daf Pei Beis, the very last daf in Masechus Kiddushin and in Seder Nashim. We are holding about 12 lines from the end of the page on daf Pei Aleph Amr Beis. We are at the Amar Rava Misyachid Adam Im Shtei Yevamos. Today's year is sponsored by Dr. David Landerer in honor of his wife and children. And Le'il Nishmas' mother, Golda Vasimcha, I actually saw Dr. Lanzer last night. It's sponsored by uh, Andrea Keen, Le'il Nishmas, her husband, David Yitzchak, Shalom ben Akiva Yehuda, on his second yard site, which is today. It's also sponsored by David Friedman, in appreciation of all DAF participants' commitment to the DAF and to finishing Seder Nashim. Looking forward to Seder Nizikin, Be'ezra Hashem. It is also sponsored by the Psachim Boys, in honor of the sheer finishing Pesach's Kiddushin and Seder Nashim and in honor of the Chayalim, Hashem's partners and vessels in the defense and protection of Am Yisrael. Uh, we thank all of the sponsors very, very much for the sponsorship. So what we're in the middle of uh, discussing is the Dinam of Yichud. So we're going to finish up some of the Dinam of Yichud. We're going to talk about at what age a child is allowed to sleep in the same bed with a uh, with a parent. Then the Gemara is going to discuss single guys, and or the Mishnah rather, on top of Amaral is going to talk about unmarried men and and uh, women, even married, teaching uh, young children. We're going to talk about unmarried people uh, serving as shepherds. The next Mishnah is going to talk about which jobs are the ideal Jewish jobs for uh, people to do, what type of profession a person should teach their child and what type of profession a person should avoid teaching their child. The Gemara is then going to talk about how Avram, or the Mishnah is going to talk about rather, how Avram Avinu is Mekayim Kala Torah Kula Ad Shalonitna. Then the Gemara is going to uh, tell us 10 different things about uh, about a person who uh, works as a uh, as a bloodletter, and the Gemara is going to talk about in Amun Beis uh, how certain uh, things are required in the world in order for the world to run properly, but not all of those things that the world needs should one strive to be, even though the world uh, the world may need it. It's not something that a person uh, as an individual should strive to be the one who provides the world with uh, with that need. So let's get started. We are at Amarava. So says the Gemara, Amarava. A person is allowed to have yichud with two women who are married to two brothers, im tsaros, or with two women who are both married to the same man, im isha with a woman and her mother-in-law, im bas bailor, or with a woman and her stepdaughter, im isha and also with a woman who's yodas tambia, who understands uh, what bia is a little bit, but would never do it because she's too young, she would never give herself over for bia, but she would know to say something if she saw something, and she would know that something is inappropriate um, about it, and uh, therefore she would report back what she sees. So all the the initial part of the list are women who don't have a good relationship with each other. And the reason why you're normally allowed to have yichud with shtei nashim is that the women will cover for each other, meaning if uh, one of them doesn't have aver, the other one's not going to say anything. But uh, two women who don't like each other, so then you don't have that uh, that concern that they're going to cover for each other, and therefore you're allowed to have yichud with these two women, because if something were to happen, you'd be afraid to do something with one of them, because the, the, the word would get out, and it would be terribly embarrassing. And with the last one, it's not, it's, 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 it's simply even a one-on-one yichud situation, that it's not yichud when you're dealing with a woman who would never be moseris atzma 
that it would never it would never come to that. Uh, that's uh, the exact age that that is is a discussion in the poskim. The Sidre Tara writes that, uh, that that it must be the age that's rotly libia, or the, he said I'm sorry. The Sidre Tara writes that it's harifuso, that it's each child depending on uh, their own development and their own understanding and their own advancement, and there is no magic age that you could automatically identify. They quote the name of Chaznish that normally uh, at the age of six that's a good age to have someone as a shomer in order to have yichud with someone because if you're if you're being misyachid with a woman that you're not allowed to be misyachid with and then you bring in a child who's yodas tabia but in a that child can serve as a shomer because they're not going to do anything themselves and they'll report exactly what they see that's what we utilize this halacha when it comes to a yichud room with a chupas nida if a couple gets married and the woman is nida they're not allowed to have yichud so a lot of times they'll put them in the yichud room because anyway because uh, everyone expects them to have yichu, so they dance them to the yichu room. So we stick a child in the room with them, and therefore it's not actually uh, yichud. Says the Gemara Vaiter. Now higdilu zayyashin So We said in the Mishnah that if a child gets a little bit older, so then they're not allowed to sleep in the same bed unclothed with the parents. Each one has to be uh, with their uh, with pajamas on. So the Kama, what is the shear of higdilu? Amr baraza, Amr tinokes For a girl, it's the age of nine. Tinok ben for a boy, it's the age of twelve. And some say no. For a girl, it's twelve, and for a boy, it's thirteen. Wait, whether you hold like the first shita, whether you hold like the second shita, it's only It's only when they've hit puberty, um, when they have simane gadlus. That since when the daughter has such simane gadlus, uh, it's a simon that she's already a gadola, and therefore you're not allowed to sleep with her in the same bed without clothing but according to the the first lashon if she has those simanim when she's nine years old, that's a raya that she's a gadola. According to the second lashon, no, so she's only a gadola if she has those simanim when she's 12 years old. If they come before she's 12 years old, it's a shuma bialma, it's nothing, you could ignore it, it's not considered that she's a gadola. That's how Rashi understands. Other rishonim understand differently. The Chalkas Mechokek explains within the Shittas HaRambam that whenever a girl has such simane gadlus, even if she's still a katana, technically, it's asulishanima. You're still not allowed to sleep with her because once she's physically maturing to that uh, to that stage, mistama, she's already boshalam of the fun of aruma. She's already embarrassed to stand in front of uh, in front of him unclothed. And if she has that level of embarrassment, it means that she already senses that there's something that something is uh, is is wrong with it. That there's something not sanua about it, and therefore uh, that's the age where uh, where that has to stop. So amrav mbarpapa amrav chista lo that that which we said that a person is allowed to sleep with their daughter Bikiru Basar is only when, she, when she's at an age where she's not embarrassed to be naked but if she's embarrassed to be in front of him naked then it's Asr for the father to sleep Bikiru Basar with the daughter my time what's the reason for that shear so says Albasha because it's an indication that the Yetzer of Arayos has already entered her on some, on some level and she already understands 
that it's uh, that that uh, that that uh, that it's uh, lack of tznius to sleep uh, with the father bikir of basar. Rav Achabar Abba ikla lebeir of Chista Chasane. Rav Achabar Abba went to his son-in-law's house. Rav Chista shakli lebas parte, and he took his granddaughter, his daughter's daughter, osla bekanfe, and he say he kept, he took her in her bed for the in his bed for the night. They slept in the same bed. So Amrlei lo Rav Chista said to his father-in-law lo sav lamar demekadsha. Don't you realize that she's mekudesha? I already gave her over for kiddushin, so she's an ashes ish. You shouldn't be doing this with an ashes ish. By taking her uh, in your bed to sleep for for the night, that's how uh, Rashi understands that you have to be merachik from an ish. The question is that the uh, Rishonim and Achronim deal with is why, meaning she's his granddaughter. There was nothing unseemly, or there's nothing uh, nefarious. There's no uh, kavanas. It's his granddaughter. That's uh, so. Uh, what difference does it make whether she's an ish or not? So the Makna says that once she's already an ish, it's not going to help that the Anshik Nasagadol or Mavatel the Yetzar Hara of Arayos for. Krovos, because now she's a second Arayos. She's an Arayos of Eshazish. And they were not Mavatal Yitzharav Arayos for Neshazish. That's quite a chiddush. That tells you that, the, that even though you don't have a Yitzharav for your mother or for your sister, or for, but once she's Neshazish, that changes? Ah, it's hard to, uh, hard to imagine that that, uh, that, that changes. Tulsa Shrid says differently that since she was Neskadsha, you, you have to treat her like a Gedola because she's a married woman already. And the Me'iri suggests that since she was Neskadsha, uh, she already gets a sense that she's about to live a married life and therefore. Uh, uh, she has a sense of uh, of, of what Bia is, and uh, and and the Yetzer Al Bashar already at that point. So Amalei Ravacha Bar Abba said back to his son-in-law. You, you gave her over for kiddushin. Avartel chadarav. You violated the teaching of Rav. Dom Ravi Dom Rav. Vitema Ravi Lazar. Asaladim shekadosh bidik shiktana shetandil. You're not allowed to give a daughter over for kiddushin until she becomes a gedolah. Vitom Raploni ani wrote and she could tell you who she wants to marry. So says says Gemara. Rav Chisa went shot right back to his father-in-law. Mar Nami overlay the Shmuel. I may be violating what Rav said. You're violating what Shmuel said. Dom Shmuel in mishtamishim biisha. Shmuel said you're not allowed to be mishtamish biisha. So and you're being mishtamish biisha. Amalei. So he said, I'm doing like another teaching of Shmuel. That that which is only when you're doing it, you're doing it for your own, uh, uh, developing your own sense of, uh, of attachment. But that which I'm doing this is totally it's in order to show my daughter that I appreciate her children and that I love her children and it makes her feel good that I take care of her children. So it has nothing to do with any sense of chiba uh, of ishos. And that's why I'm justified in doing what I'm doing. So now says the Mishnah, A single person who's not married should not uh, be a teacher of young children. And a woman also, doesn't say an unmarried woman, it sounds like even a married woman uh, shouldn't teach, uh, shouldn't teach uh, children. Even someone who's in Loisha, meaning his wife is not with him in that location, but he has a wife, but she lives somewhere else. He also shouldn't be Malamit Sofrim. Rabbi Yudomer Loyura Ravak Beheman. Not only that, a, a single man should not be a shepherd, uh, should, not, should not deal with animals all the time. And two single men should not sleep under a single blanket, under a single cover, because of a chashash that's, not, that's going to lead to, uh, to Mishkav Zachar. Now, the fact that it says Talis, the Shoshan Ludavid points out, Talis is always the Malbush Elyon, it's always an uh, upper garment. So, we're, so what this is 
is indicating to us is that even if they're wearing pajamas, they're fully clothed, they shouldn't sleep under the same uh, the same blanket because that too can lead to uh, to mishka to zachar. Now uh, the, uh, the the Radal points out that if you look in the Gemara Sanhedrin Davchaf, it talks about the poverty in the years of uh, Rabbi Yehuda, and it says that there were shisha chacham that were miskasim betalas achas, that there were six chacham that had to warm themselves in a single talis as they were osik b'torah. So that's why Rabbi Yehuda had to warn them, yeah, yeah, but at night when you go to sleep, you shouldn't be betalas achas. So it's uh, not a coincidence that it's Rabbi Yehuda who came up with this uh, teaching. The Chum Matirim and the Chum say, no, there's no problem uh, being uh, being a Rav Behema, there's no problem sleeping under the same talis because you don't have to worry that uh, Jewish people are not automatically chashud on uh, bestiality nor on homosexuality. So my time, why is it that a single person should not be a Malami Tinoko? So if you can say the Yisra is because we're choshish, he's going to start up with the children and he's going to do inappropriate things with the children. But doesn't the Bryce tell us that a regular kashra Jew is not suspected of Mishkav uh, Zachar nor of, uh, of bestiality, so you don't have to worry. He's going to start up with the children. Only a person who's, uh, who's suspected of Mishkav Zachar would start up with the children. No, the reason why he shouldn't be a teacher of young children is because the moms all drive carpool and they come to parent-teacher conferences and they're the ones that are involved, so they're always around. So because he's going to have an inappropriate relationship with one of the mothers, that's the problem. And Isha, Mishum Afhasa. And the reason a woman shouldn't be Malami Tinokos is because of the fathers. Afhasa the Yunuke. The fathers are the children that bring their children to, to school. They're going to, uh, they're going to be the ones that are driving carpool, right? That's what the Gemara says, that, uh, that, that initially the Gemara Masaks says that initially the plan was that every father was supposed to teach his child Torah. And then uh, they realized that a lot of the fathers were unable to teach their children Torah. So they set up a yeshiva in Yerushalayim, and all the fathers, their job was then to drive carpool, was to bring their kids to uh, to Yerushalayim to learn Torah. Then the Gemara said they came to a different city. Rabbi Shimon Gamla realized that uh, not, not every child had a father. So, okay, first the problem was not every child had a father that was a Talmud Chacham that could teach him Torah. Then the problem was they realized not every child has a father, so not every child has someone who's going to be able to bring them. And that's why they set up But you see that it's a father's uh, responsibility to bring the child to the Talmud Torah. So if the, if the father is going to be bringing the child, then there's a... Uh and there's a woman uh, that's a teacher, so it could be that it's going to lead to uh, to an inappropriate relationship. Even someone who doesn't have uh, an isha should not be melamit sofrim. So yibayilu He clearly is saying something different than the Tanakama, but Tanakama already said that lo yilamit adam ravak sofrim. So what's he saying? Isn't that the same thing as a ravak? So two possibilities. Either it means that uh, he doesn't have a wife right now, but he has previously been married, and with that he's adding on to the Tanakama, where the Tanakama says, Ravak, Ravak means someone who's never been married, or he means that no, even if he's currently married, but his wife is nowhere to be found, his wife is not anywhere nearby, that he's, uh, he's not allowed to be Malamit Sofrim. So what is Rabbi Elazar adding to the Tanakama? Is he adding that uh, even somebody who was once married, or is he adding even somebody who is 
currently married, but the wife is not around. So Tashimas so says, well, bring a raya from a brisa. It's the second way, that even if he has a wife, but she's not shruya at slow, she's not with him, then he should not be melamit sofrim. And he's refers in the brisa that if he, he has a wife, she's just not around, that he should not be melamit tinokos. Rabbi Yudah Omer lo yira. Rabbi Yudah says that in the Mishnah that he can't even, a single guy cannot even be uh, a shepherd, and he can, and cannot sleep in the same talus with another man. So Tanya, Omer lo Rabbi Yudah, the Chum said to Rabbi Yudah, the reason we're matu these things is lo nechstu Yisrael al mishkav zachar. Uh, we're not uh, a regular kashur Jew. Is not chashud to violate the Yisra of mishkav zachar below ala behema, nor uh, the Yisra of being with a uh, behema. So you don't have to worry that an average person is going to be nichshal in these things. Obviously, if a person is a parutz or something like that, so with we saw yesterday that with prutzim all the dinim of yichud are entirely different if a person is parutz la rayos, but a regular person that you know to be a kosher person, you don't have to be choshed, even though it ain't up a tropus arayos, you don't have to be choshed for these types of arayos with a uh, with a regular person, even though we are choshed for other types of arayos with a regular person. Okay, says the Mishnah, anyone whose uh, job, whose parnasa, involves being around women all the time, should not have uh, yichud even with many women. We learned in the Mishnah yesterday that a man is not allowed to have yichud with Two women, um, and uh, or two days ago, he's not allowed to have with two women. But the, more than that, it sounds like he is allowed to have yichud with. But if he's a sakif imanashim, then even with more than two women, it's a problem. And a person when they're trying to teach a child a trade, so that a kid should be able to make money one day to support a family one day, should be mindful not to teach the child an umnus that's going to cause him to be around women uh, too much, in order that he shouldn't uh, become too comfortable with them. In uh, the Me'iri, he says that another explanation is not that it's an umnus where when he is in his professional life, he'll be around women, but in the limud process, he shouldn't be around women. I mean, don't send him to a school where there are women in the school together with the child, because through that, through the study sessions and everything else that they're going to be learning together, that's going to be the problem of, uh, of, uh, being, uh, of having a co-ed uh, institution. So that's not healthy for, uh, for a child from a Torah perspective. A person should always, uh, should always teach his child uh, a, uh, a profession that is nikia, that's not likely to lead to Averos, and it's Kala, it doesn't take too much uh, effort. And you shouldn't say, well, if it's Rumnus Nikia Vakala, you know, you get paid for, uh, based on how much effort and based on how, so, so uh, he's not going to make any money. No, don't worry about that. Kodesh Baruch is in charge of who gets money. So Davin Takodesh Baruch Hu Sheinum Nusheim Ba'Anius Ve'Ashirus. Every profession has people who are wealthy and people who are not wealthy. Shalom Ba'Anius Mina Umnus V'La'Ashirus Mina Umnus Ela Kolafizuchuso. It's not the Anius. The Anius and the Ashirus does not come from the Umnus. It all comes from a person's mazel. So even though statistically there are certain uh, jobs that pay less, but you should know that within every profession there are people who are wealthy. So you have that opportunity to become wealthy through any profession. As long as you don't take decides that a person is worthy of uh, of having that wealth. Have you ever seen a an animal or a wild animal or a bird that has some sort of job that has some sort of profession? And somehow they always have whatever they need. They have whatever food they need. They have whatever shelter.
shelter they need. They managed to make it. And they're only put in this world to be Mishamish human beings, to be Mishamish me. And I'm put in this world to be Mishamish Baruch So all the more so, I should be Zochat have Parnasa without any Tsar. Ella, that's true, that's the way it should have been. Ella, but the reason it's not that way is Shorati Masi. I've done bad things with Kipakhtis Parnasasi. And through my own Averos, I've caused myself to have uh, trouble with my Parnasa. A person should not teach his child to be a uh, donkey driver, a camel driver, a potter, or some say a wagon driver, as uh, the way Rishon said, a sapper, a uh, sailor, uh, a shepherd, a chenveni, uh, someone who sells uh, food in a store, because all of these are very likely to, uh, to violate uh, stealing um, because uh, they're, they're, they travel a lot and uh, whenever they're traveling they'll take uh, wood and payros from uh, neighboring uh, vineyards and sometimes uh, they, they, uh, they violate the, uh, the, 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 the terms of uh, agreements that they make with other people and someone who's Rav Behemosav, someone who's a shepherd will bring the animals into fields that don't belong to him, a chenveni will often mix some water in with the wine um, and uh, throw some pebbles in with the wheat that he's selling in order to make the weight that he's, of, what, of what he's selling. He'll cut corners. So all of these things, there's a big, big yetzer hara for a person to uh, to steal a little bit in uh, in these professions. Rabbi Yehuda Omer Mishma, Rabbi Yehuda disagrees, and he says, Hachamarin Ruben Rishayim. I'll grant you donkey drivers are Ruben Rishayim. They are largely Rishayim because they're involved in Geneva all the time. Vagamalin Ruben Kshayim. Camel drivers are mostly kshayim because the camels are in the midbar all the time and that's always a makom sakana and people who constantly are in the hands of the ribonah shalom for their very protection are uh, are more likely to be to be connected to the ribonah shalom and to uh, to, to realize that their uh, that Hashem is in their lives. Hasapan and Ruben Chasidim sailors also are mostly Chasidim because they're out at sea a lot, which is a very dangerous place to be, and because of that their hearts are much more connected. Takarish Baruch they're always davening. Tov from the Gehenim. The, even the greatest of doctors are ultimately going to be Yorish Gehenim, and the Rashi explains because they don't have, uh, they're not Meshaber Libam Takarosh Baruch because they're not afraid of getting sick themselves because they think that if I know how to eat the proper food, I keep the proper diet, not, not because I'm a doctor, I know what's healthy, so I'm never going to get sick. And they think that, uh, and sometimes they may kill people through uh, through through implementing a Rafua that was the, not, the, the, the improper course of. Uh, treatment and sometimes they have the ability to help somebody and they don't help them because they don't have, the person doesn't have the money to pay the person is an ani and uh, as a result of that not, they don't help people so those are the explanations that Rashi has as to why Tov Shabro from the Gehenim Rabbi Kiveger says what do you mean if they have all of these midos why are those people called the Tov Shabro from someone who refuses to treat people someone who kills people someone who, that's the Tov Shabro from you can imagine that you know you go online and his rating will be very low if, he, uh, if he's killing patients left and right, right? So why is that the Tova Shabarofim? So Bikiveger uh, suggests that the Mida Tova Shabarofim is Midas Hachzarius, that sometimes 
a person needs to be needs to have a little bit of cruelty in order to be a good doctor because it's going to hurt the treatment very often. The kid doesn't want the shot, but you also don't want him to get the measles, right? So you, you know you have to you have to be a little bit cruel in order to uh, in order to treat uh, the patient sometimes. So tov shabrofim says Rabbi Kivega means uh, the tov shabrofim, the rofim that know how to how to utilize the midas hagzarios is normally a midah that's legehenim. They utilize a midah that normally would send an average person. But for them, that mida is very uh, is very critical uh, for them. There are a lot of other explanations of Tov Shabro from the as, as as well. I'm sure there are books that just collect all the explanations of this uh, of this of, of, of this line. The Meiri writes Tov Shabro from the because a lot of times they just give up hope too easily on being able to cure a person. Uh, a lot of other explanations. The most kasher of all of the butchers of all the shochtim is a shutaf of uh, of a malik because. Sometimes they'll have cases of Suffolk trephus, and they're going to sell it to people anyway because they don't want to lose the animal. So the tremendous loss of money if they can't sell it. Rabbi Nurai Omer Maniach Ani Kol Umanu Shaba Olam Veidim Lamidus Bini El Torah. Rabbi Nurai says, "I'm only going to teach my child Torah." Shadam Ochel Mischar Abal Mazeh Vakern Kemes Olal Maba. A person enjoys the benefits of the Schar of Torah in this world, and still will continue to benefit from it in Olam Maba. The Shar Kol Umanus Elim Kain, and other professions are not like that. If a person gets sick or old or is suffering and he's not able to do his job anymore, so he won't make any money anymore and he's going to die of hunger. Torah doesn't work that way. It protects him from all evil while he is young and even when he gets old and he becomes a Bal Yisurim and he's not able to do it anymore. The schar is still going to be there in his old age. Say about him in his young age in the Pasuk Yeshayov, Hashem Yachlifu Koach, that uh, when he's Makavala Hashem in his young age, Hashem is going to give him additional Koach. That even in his, in his uh, age of Zikna, where he's not able to be Osik Torah, the Peros are still going to be there from the Schar of the Lima Torah in his uh, young age. It says, It's a kind of a Daf Yomi coincidence because we're in the partials of Avram Avinu and people keep emailing me Daf Yomi coincidences that I miss. So, uh, so that's a kind of a Daf Yomi coincidence that Hashem Berich is Avram Bakol. This is next week's parsha. Hashem blessed Avram Bakol. So, Matzinu Shas Avram Avinu is Kala Tarukula Ad Shlonitna. We find that Avram Avinu fulfilled the entire Torah even before it was given. Shenemar Ekev Hashemah Avram Bakol Yishmar Mishmati Mitzvosai Chukosai Visorosai. So you see that he was Mekayim all of the mitzvos, all of the mitzvos Hashem. Mishnah Melech has a suffix whether he was Jewish or not, meaning uh, even if he was Mekayim Kalmetz Hashem, doesn't necessarily mean that he was the first Jew. He may not have been Jewish. The Avos before Matan Torah may have had the status of a Ben Noach. That's the suffix of the Mishnah Melech and the Sefer Prashas Drachim. But certainly we have on record about Avram Avinu that he was Mekayim Kalmetz Nitna. There is a discussion in the Achronim. Do we say the same about the other Avos? Meaning the Mishnah only says it about Avram Avinu. Do we assume? And therefore, Yitzchak and Yaakov, because after all, in this week's Parsha, Kodesh Baruch Hu chooses Avram Avinu because 
he's the one that's going to teach his children to, to serve Hashem. So probably, however he served Hashem, he was teaching his children to serve Hashem. And therefore they too uh, likely were Mekayim Kola Tarakula. Someone whose business is with women is a bad minag and uh, he's, uh, he, you shouldn't connect to such type of men. Kigon had sarfim, like people who are involved in the jewelry business, Vasarikim, and people who are involved in uh, women's clothing, Vanakaros, and people who are involved in the mills that women use, Varochlin, people who sell uh, perfumes, Vagardim, and weavers, Vasaparim, and uh, the uh, barbers that uh, cut the hair of young children that uh, women uh, always bring their kids for the haircuts, Vakovsim and the launderers, Vahagara, uh, and someone who's a bloodletter, Vahabalan, and a bathhouse attendant, Vahaborsiki, and a tanner, Ein Mamidin Mehem. So among those professions, you shouldn't have Lomelech Velokoyen Gadol. You shouldn't uh, set up, appoint someone to a position of Melech or Koyen Gadol. My time, oh, why can't they be a Melech? Because Lomishum Tepsili, it's not that they're possible, Elimishum Tezil Menasayu, but it's not a respectable Umnus, and it's a very important part of being a Melech, is that uh, people have to respect the Melech and they're not going to respect him if they remember him as someone who uh, who has a uh, profession that's not a very honorable profession that's not a profession that people uh, that people respect I mean people will say oh yeah that guy used to be my barber I mean that's not going to way it's kind of not going to engender the uh, the kind of cover that a Melech needs to have there are 10 things that are said about someone who's mak is done number one he walks with a kufa like a balgaiva number two Two Verucha Gasa. He's uh, he is a Balgaiv. He doesn't only walk like a Balgaiva, but he's Miskaya. Number three, Vinitl Vyoshev. When he wants to sit down, he leans on something and then he sits down like the Derech of Balegaiva. Number it's all Balgaiva. Number four, Ve'eno Tsara. He has he's very stingy with his money. Number five, Ve'eno Ra'a, that uh, he, he looks at healthy people and uh, tries to hope that they get sick so that they'll need his services so that he can help uh, cure them. Number six is Va'ochal Harbe. That's, by the way, also one of the reasons Tov Shabrof and Leganim is some of the Rishonim say that Tov Shabrof and Leganim is because he hopes that people get sick so that he'll have Parnassah. And if people are sick, he'll prolong the treatment as much as possible so he'll keep coming back for more appointments so that he'll have more parnasa. Number six is Ochal Harbe. He eats a lot um, uh, each, each day. Um, number, number seven is Motsi Kima. He, uh, he doesn't uh, go to the bathroom very much uh, uh, because uh, he he eats uh, healthy foods. Number eight, v'chashal al arayos. He is, he's chashal for for arayos because he's always with women to be makas dam for women. Number nine, v'yala gezel. He's chashal for gezel because the women that pay him steal from their husbands in order to pay for these treatments. And number ten, v'al shvichas damim. He's also chashal shvichas damim because sometimes he's going to be makas dam too much, meaning he's bloodletting and he may take out more blood than he's supposed to take, and that could uh, be a very dangerous thing. So now the gemara. Does Discusses what we spoke about in our Mishnah, which is the type of umnus that one should teach their child. A person should teach a child an umnus nikiyah vekala. So says Mahi, what would be such an example of an umnus nikiyah vekala? Amr of Yehuda Sarid explains that a uh, an example would be machta de that a uh, to to uh, to to, to um, um, uh, do uh, needlework like the uh, like the rows of uh, of plowing uh, to be able to make uh, needlework like that tanya rebi every profession is going to continue to exist in the world asher misha roa as 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 ma'ula and fortunate is someone who gets to see that his parents and his children as well uh, are 
are working in a uh, in an honorable profession. And if you see your family involved in a very dishonorable profession, so that's uh, that's a woe unto such a person. For example, the world will not exist without perfumers and without tanners. But fortunate is someone who gets to be around sweet-smelling, nice-smelling spices all day, and unfortunate is someone who has to be around the awful, pungent uh, aroma of a tannery uh, the whole day. Now, there will always be tanners, because if there are none, someone will realize the opportunity, and that that's a way to make money, and whenever there's a way to make money, there are going to be people that jump to do it, but uh, it's better for a person as an individual not to be involved in such an umnus. The world cannot exist without both men and uh, and women. Fortune is someone whose children are zicharim. Woe unto one whose children are uh, are nekevos. A lot of interpretations of uh, of this as well. Um, the uh, the gra has an interpretation that uh, because the gemara says basra that uh, that when uh, when someone had a, a baby girl, one of the other morayim uh, said that you brought plenty. And so you brought more people into the world, so it's a great thing. And the other one said, that uh, it's, uh, it's not a proper nechama because So the Gra explains what that means is that the more that technically, uh, if, uh, if 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 uh, men can marry many uh, women, uh, which technically on a darais level is permissible, so they can have many 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 children because uh, the, the women could be pregnant simultaneously, all the wives could be pregnant simultaneously, so a person could have many more children. If he's married to many women, but uh, the, uh, it, it, the the number of women in the the number of, of, of women in the world therefore determines how many people in the next generation there are going to be. The number of men in the world will not be the determinant because one man can impregnate many women. So uh, so when a person brings a woman into brings a female into the world, so he's brought plenty. He's brought revia. He's brought peruvu into the world because he's brought the uh, someone who's able to make a baby. When a person brings a man into the world, he hasn't. However. However, uh, that means that, for, but for your family, the way to grow your family the most is if your children are boys, because they could marry many women, and therefore you'll have more grandchildren if you have, uh, if you have boys that are married to many women. So nowadays that whole conversation doesn't work anymore because we have Cherem Dorben Gershom and one man marries one woman, and we don't have men marrying many women. But anyway, that's how the Gra explained that conversation. A person should always teach his child an umnus nekiv and he shouldn't say that it's not uh, that you can make money with a person has to have a certain sense of bitachon and you daven to Hashem that he's going to take care of you it's a, the wealth and the poverty does not come from your chosen profession it all comes from HaKadosh Baruch says that Kesef and Zav is mine it's all from me it's a, it doesn't come from uh, from 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 profession. It's a very difficult challenge for people to, to get over. Uh, you know that, uh, that that very often when they uh, make life choices in terms of what profession they want to go into, people go into professions that will make their lives miserable, the rest of their lives miserable, because that's where you can make a few more dollars. A little bit of bitachon sometimes is necessary in order for a person to try to make a decision that makes sense for their own kochos, for their own talents, for their own abilities, 
for their own menuchas and nefesh. So that's a, it's a critical thing when a person is making these decisions to have a sense of uh, of bitachon. Oftentimes, the you know the 22 year old who's making the decision has a sense of bitachon. The parents don't have a sense of bitachon. Okay, so Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar Omer imri yisami yamecha. So Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar says, Have you ever seen a chayav of that have an umnus that they're involved with and they seem to get by just fine? So tiny Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar Omer yomay lo riisi tzvi kayats. I've never seen a uh, a deer that is uh, that that dries uh, figs in the, out in the uh, in the in the field. The ari sabla. I've never seen a lion that's uh, that's a porter that's schlepping packages around from one place to another. Vishul chenveni. I've never seen a fox that uh, that sells things in a store. The hamis parnasim shlobitzar. So obviously the achronim work on what why he chose these professions for these animals, right? Meaning is he like uh, you know uh, what would be what what about the lion? You know says porter. You know, what, what about so? Uh, but anyway, uh, and nevertheless, you don't see them doing normal human professions, and nevertheless, they have parnasa shalom b'tzar. They're able to uh, to support themselves without 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 tzar. Uh, the uh, the achronim explain, the maral explains that the Tana mentions three balechayim keneged the guf meaning Tafka picks three animals connected the guf the nefesh and the seichel and all of them a uh, person uses the guf the nefesh and the seichel in order to provide himself with uh, with a livelihood the ari is connected the guf because it has a very strong body the tzvi is connected the nefesh because it has the mihiru satanua it's able to run very quickly which is koach uh, nafshi and the seichel lori sishol chenveni because the shuol is the chacham of all of the uh, the wise fox he's the chacham of all the of all the animals and they don't use their kochos for the sake of their parnasa. They're misparnish lobitzar from the fact that they're uh, that that uh, that the fact that a person has to be used as kochos tzorch parnasa. So that's only because of the chisarin of the person. Meaning, uh, ideally, we'd be able to make our parnasa without having to use all of our kochos. That our kochos should be should be uh, should be reserved for our avodas Hashem, for our Talmud Torah. Meaning, Rav Amital said that it used to be that uh, in Europe that as someone who's a brilliant person, his mind would be for uh, would be dedicated for Torah, and his hands would be used to make a parnasa. He'd be a carpenter or whatever else, but his mind was uh, was dedicated for Torah. He said it's a it's a shift of paradigm that now you have people's brains are are mostly dedicated for earning their uh, their parnasa. Their greatest kolach is dedicated for earning their parnasa. So that's really chisaron that we have that the Gemara is pointing out according to the Maral. That really, if uh, the the greatest kolchos that we have should really be utilized primarily for our Vodas Hashem. How we put food on the table, okay, whatever, you figure out how to put food on the table, That, but but our greatest kochos should be toward our, uh, our Vodas Hashem. But no, no, that's the chisarin that we have, that we utilize our greatest kochos for our panasa. And they're only created to be Meshamish me. I was created to be Meshamish, my creator. If these that are only Meshamish me are Meshamish Shalobitzar, I who was created to be Mishamish Kurjbarhu, Ain't Odinshus Parnish Lobitsar, all the more so I should have Parnasa Shalobitsar. Ella Shariosius Masi, but I've done bad I've done bad things, Vikipaktias Parnasasi, and therefore I've cost myself my own Parnasa. Shinemar Avanasekham Hitu, uh the Pasikin Yamriel says Avanasekham Hitu Elva Khatsekh Manu Hatov Mikem, that it's our own khataos that are Monea Tov, that remove that 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 prevent goodness from uh, from coming to us. So the fact that we have to work so hard for our Parnasa and for 
mezonos is because of uh, our averos. Rabbi Nuray Yomar Maniach Anias Kalu Manos. He says, I leave aside any Manos Shavalim, any Melamidus Bini Ella Torah. That a person is Ochum Ischarabal Mazak, Karen Kayamso, the Olam Abba. So the Gemara brings a Brisa that, uh, that brings Rabbi Nuray a little differently. Tanya, Rabbi Nuray Yomar Maniach Anias Kalu Manos Shavalim, the any Melamidus Bini Ella Torah. That I will only teach my child Torah. Shakal Umanus Shabaolam ain't Omedislo Elabi Mayal do so. All other professions will be there for a person when he's young and he's vigorous and he's able to perform the task of that profession. But when he gets older, then he's going to be starving. Torah does not work that way. It's there for a person when he's young. And it gives him hope and a future in his, uh, in his old age. That the Torah is going to be there for a person for even if he's not able to learn Torah as much when he's a zakein, he's uh, going to still be benefiting from the schar that he earned when he was younger. What does the Pasuk say? And what does it say in Tehillim about that even at the, at, in the age of Seva they're still going to be able to be from the Torah that they learned when they were, uh, when they were young. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah.